1: 80s up in here right now. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, it
2: was 80s night on Glee. I think that that was the unsad thing.
1: Where are our shoulder pads? We are. <laughs> I think we're all children of the 80s, yeah? The yeah? Oh, no, baby. I'm a 90s chick. <laughs> no way. I am. You, you make ask... me feel so old. You know so what? In wrong, fairness, baby.
0: so
2: am
1: I. So... <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> well, bye,
1: boys. I feel so okay. old then.
2: All right. Well, Glee, we are back doing another Glee after show for you all, in case you couldn't guess. Uh, um, <laughs> no it, it, of course, is called Tested Tonight. It is season five. I know. Roxy is excited to talk about this one. It is episode 16. I'm Stephanie Wanger. Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Sarafini. I'm Roxy
1: Stryer. And I'm Sarah Mendoza.
2: All right. So this was one of those... Typical glee, crazy episodes, lots of, it's kind of on fast forward. We keep talking about the show being really stepping up from the hiatus, being on fast forward, and we saw that a lot in the relationships tonight. It, they are not taking anything
0: slowly at this point. No, and I think that the storylines that they're going with because they are in New York and they're really trying to heavily hit us over the head that, like, they're adults now, they're on their own, and now all mm-hmm. these adult problems that they're facing with, I, th- I think it's really good how they're touching upon that.
3: Yeah, it's absolutely great that they're touching upon things, especially because we have so many things that we've already gone over, and this definitely is something that hasn't been talked about. I don't even know if it's talked about on any shows that I can think of. I'm a sp- especially squeamish about it tonight because um, our... I, I'm gonna call it our mothership show here only because it's our boss's show. Chasing Maria Menounos is also tonight um, I'm very highly about sperm. So I'm just like... I'm, I'm just like a little spermed out today. I was going to um, say,
2: so this is your second after show about relating to sperm yeah, and all these things? All the, right.
3: And productivity. And, <laughs> and people going to get you tested I mean. for things. It just is... It's just a very sperm kind of day for me, yeah. you know?
1: Could I say more now that
2: Glee's kind of... uh you know, in New York, and it seems a little bit more mature. Can I tell you a funny joke, perhaps?
1: Sure, Phil. Go
2: <laughs> This is from Mitch Hedberg, right? I kind of
1: want to say okay. no. Why did you guys all say
3: yes? I'm so curious you can't as really to say what he's no going to say. Him. I know. I was
1: like, uh, no. You
2: can say no to me anytime you guys want. Gleeks, hope you guys find this funny, and maybe you guys have heard this, because again, it comes from Mitch Hedberg, the late, great Mitch Hedberg, but he was like, you know, the getting the AIDS test is a little bit scary, so now I get the roundabout AIDS test. I just call up my friends, and I'm like, hey, do you know anybody with AIDS? No. <laughs> cool, because you know me.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay that is um, that is not what we're recommending for people yeah, out
3: there.
2: No, no i no. think that tonight's episode was the exact
1: opposite <laughs> message of that
3: yeah mm. to um, be,
2: make sure you're healthy that was the message of tonight just the
3: opening of tonight's episode with that weird black and white i mean a psa but totally it, yeah. yeah yeah just
0: huh. truly truly bizarre but, yeah the fact that they they paralleled that with World War Two documentary type of footage style I'm like that's not what those documentaries back then were for they were for like more promoting war, not, not really promoting war, but, like, promoting hey. American and, like, it stick definitely together. It was a satire. Like yeah. Okay. yeah. But in all fairness, the episode is called Tested, not only because
3: of STD Tested, but also testing relationships. Mm. That's the kind of Tested that I mm-hmm. I want to focus on I, right I now. I was
2: going to say, the two, <laughs> there were
3: definitely two meanings <laughs> to it tonight.
2: Let's start, though, with Kurt and Blaine, who were definitely testing their relationship. Right. Better mm-hmm. place
3: to start. Right. But give me a little sperm break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. Well, <laughs> We'll be we sh- there in a little bit.
2: So Kurt and Blaine though, we saw them really going through we were seeing kind of Kurt Sore and Blaine I hate to say fail or fall. Like that's kind of where they're feeling emotionally. Feel inferior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a I think a common thing when relationships move to college. It it can go that way, but they're kind of taking it to an extreme at this point.
1: Right. And- Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, and that's because when you do go off to college, especially when you're moving to a new city, you're in a new place, there's so many changes just individually that you go through so that naturally, whoever you're relating to, if you're in a relationship or if it's your friends or even your family, the dynamic. Is naturally dynamic, excuse me, is naturally going to shift in itself because you're a different person. Mm-hmm. And you know, for Blaine, he's got his freshman 15, which I totally had, you know, and that's Hell yeah, the- I did. when you're, <laughs> and
2: yeah.
3: the- I Sem- mean, is the only person to ever lose weight kind of, for her freshman <laughs> well, year. The crazy. Opposite.
1: Oh my oh, gosh. Opposite. See, but that's, I-, I know friends who have gone through that too. And that's a big shift in your body when you're, you know, yeah. being yeah. more
3: fit or. Absolutely, I, I agree with exactly what you're saying, but I also think there's something else going on here, which is uh, a little hard to describe, but you know how when you get older, kind of things that made you weird when you were younger now make you cool? Like, if you are seven and you... Pl- um, have a princess backpack that's cool but if you are 13 with a princess backpack you're a loser but if you're 25 with a princess backpack you're trendy and like you, you <laughs> well, know what I mean so that
2: whole idea of everything kind of comes back around right and yeah.
3: actually like being yourself is the cool thing to do so Kurt who was made fun of for who he was for so long is now being embraced because A he's living that city life and in the city people really like quirky and different and weird and that's mm-hmm. Kurt but um, and B, because he really is comfortable because he was picked on for so many years that he had to overcome, overcome, overcome and there's nothing that can really bring him down at this point. Blaine, Uh on the other hand, is going through the exact opposite because he was kind of the man. I have to say, the one
2: I completely agree with, that's where they're at right now. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I found a little strange was I was so happy to see Kurt being embraced in this episode that he has a place and has obviously become a, a second home for him. But it felt a little like he was just had that incident, I think it was two episodes ago, where right. he was attacked, and you were just like, oh, so now he's loving life and exercising. And, and they
1: reference in the again, episode that, that had it had only been two weeks. Yeah. yeah. So then that
0: fast forward. Mm-hmm. and and also mm-hmm. i mean blaine if you think about it if we're going in the glee timeline that blaine just got to new york kurt's already been in new york for almost a year a good year so he's had that time to work out all the kinks in that transitional period and blaine's still going through it he doesn't really know anyone he hasn't really fully accepted York as his place yet and also of course blaine's going to compare himself to kurt because that's only the only person he can compare himself to. And so just having Blaine, seeing blame being insecure really shows that he is mm-hmm. um, just his vulnerability. Um, right. I I really grew to like, and because, you know, we have seen him in blame when he went to his first goal at Dalton. He was the man. But now that power shift that he says really makes him insecure. And I think so many people go through that. And and I think we've all been through that.
1: It's hard not to compare yourself to the people around you. I mean, you, you want to try and have the confidence in yourself. And you may be a confident person in general, but you're you, it, I think it's just such a natural human thing when you're going through life, to kind of use other people as reference points.
3: Absolutely, I agree with what you guys are all saying. But I'm kind of with Stephanie on the fact that it. I, I like where we are now, but how quickly we got here. It seems like that episode, not this one, but that one, was a little out of place. Yeah. Like you know, he is being embraced and accepted so quickly after something like that happened, and maybe that was the catalyst. For him being embraced and accepted, but I, I kind of wish we saw I think, that. I think
2: they mentioned it in the episode that they were like, oh, you know, especially after, right. after mm-hmm. this happened, he's been getting all the attention. And I just wasn't sure that one line was enough of a justification for me personally. Maybe right. everyone else felt like, no, that's totally correct.
3: Right. But I, I like mm-hmm. where we are now. That episode wasn't necessarily my favorite. This one I liked infinitely better. And I think it's getting us back on track with, um, the diversity of music more and not that we had enough songs tonight because four just is too little i mean Mm -hmm. let's be real but but i did love every song so that's cool
1: i i do want to add um i i agree i like your points i do want to add also what felt additionally weird for me is that after that just happening literally two weeks in glee time for kurt um that he's still not that they didn't show him still coping with Recovering,
0: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
1: be it emotionally or physically. Like, it, it's almost like it didn't happen in a way. And maybe it will
3: come back.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's very possible. Um, I do have to say that I appreciated that we kind of saw... Blaine struggling throughout the episode eating obviously
3: emotionally eating throughout the episode. But it's so funny because Darren Chris obviously has not gained weight so the way that they try to make him look heavy is by like puffing out his stomach so he looks pregnant. (laughs) But then we see him in scenes like the fencing scene where I'm like you just look fit and sexy so like I don't believe you. And at some
2: point I was like did you use like a body double to get this? Because it it just felt like you're like you know Darren
0: Chris is not. Right. But I'm sure he had fun eating eating all that junk food. Yeah, right. of course.
3: But I have to say whose body did really impress me was Chris Colfer's, who looks yeah, really great. He does. He, he looks really... He's got some muscles now. And we got he's to see strong. him a little shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> Get it, boy.
2: It's been a minute. I think we've seen him shirtless early on, I feel like, in
0: the show. but it's been. He was a little
3: scrawnier. But yeah. that
0: even goes to show like how much Kerr has grown as a person because the first time he took off his shirt, he was insecure and he wasn't comfortable in his own skin, but now he is and he's like flaunting yeah, it. Yeah, as mm-hmm.
2: an early Glee fan, it like made me proud to see him
3: so confident
0: in this mm-hmm. episode i think that it, a
3: lot of it goes back to what our executive producer kevin undergaro always says about life you know you you can't throw anything at him that he hasn't already been thrown at before so it's it's not like any insult or any he's already been beaten up he's been he's had slushies everything that can kind of happen his brother died like all of these things mm-hmm. have happened so right. i think it's this confidence like What are you going to do to me? You can't do anything to me that hasn't been done before, so here I am.
0: And also, yeah, going off that, Kurt has had more life experiences and more things to overcome where Blaine hasn't. And -hmm. so when something troubling happens to Blaine, he's still trying to figure out how to overcome those things because not as many tragic things has happened in Blaine's life.
1: Right. It's interesting to think about how his inner strength is translating to a more, like, masculine way that he's carrying himself
3: yeah but it's difficult mm-hmm. because they're kind of on the same career path so it is hard to compare and
2: which might be a perfect transition into our first song because they definitely are battling in the beginning portion <laughs> of this episode
3: mm-hmm.
2: and so they sing love is a battlefield which of course is a pat benatar song great song
3: right um i i, th- like I thought this was a really cool editing job especially with the Uh, slow motion and the the fat and speeding it up and the choreography and i just thought it was really cool really well done i liked the song a lot they sounded great um and it related to what was happening and and when you can take your emotions and and physicalize or how, how would you say that
0: Physicality. Physi-
3: and put them into yeah. your physical self. Yeah. Into yeah. Physical being. Yeah. Oh sorry, <laughs> guys. Oh my god. I, I, I
0: agree that you know.
3: We understand. Yeah, I agree that the
0: choreography was so on point with yeah. uh this number cool. and how they transition from weaponry to one from fencing to sword fighting to, like, yeah. all these things seamlessly throughout the whole number. And then the even the hits of the weapon when they're, you know, m- right. you know having their duels against, that lined up with the beats, and I thought it was so well done. Yeah. Right. I loved the choreography. I just...
2: What for some reason it wasn't that I disliked it at all. I just I love the original version, so mm-hmm. to me it just didn't quite live up to the original. But gotcha. I I appreciated mm-hmm. the their voices are still incredible. Like there's lots to like about it. It just wasn't quite to the original for me.
3: Well, On that point, the, um, it's just the uniqueness of the original one. Is like I I know what you mean, but I did think that they did a really good job, and it's not like I could see them. Picking any other actors on the show to sing this in a better, you know, hundred percent. But I, but I know what you mean. When you love a song so much, it's hard to hear anybody do it. Again. Yeah,
2: exactly. Right. And it, it just felt like they were trying to make it the same like sometimes glee does a new twist on something yeah and this and this this felt like oh wait they're trying to do it the same way which is
0: cool but it just wasn't quite there i don't think it was the same way because if anyone has seen the music video pat benatar of love and better she's in the streets hugging everyone i mean it's it's very singular more
1: cheesy yeah it's it's Mm -hmm.
0: very 80s cheesy but like she's very her character in that music video she's on her own trying to overcome things and then this one's like taking the literal sense of fighting and being in a, a battle. battle. Well, I think you meant
3: more the notes that they yeah. were, you know, yeah. they didn't really change any any of the, the sounds or the riffs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I thought it was amazing, but I see what you're saying. Yeah.
2: Um, so by the end of the episode, though, we see them kind of, I guess, Kurt realizing why Blaine is acting the way he was because he finds
3: um, an adult website on Blaine's laptop. I still think this is a very weird thing. Number one, mm-hmm. I know some people get upset when their significant others look at porn. I just don't think it's a problem, so I I just feel like Mercy even said this while watching. Get over it, whatever. <laughs> it's like big deal. But that's fine. If you do, then you do. Uh, okay. But number two, he says the people on Frat Boy don't judge me. Do they see you? Are you? On fra- I don't know. Really, no, no, is He's that what the name of the that, website was? Yeah. I didn't
2: make that connection. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think he just means that like it's a passive experience, like y- you're looking at something, like they're not judging you. Yeah, back I where- just thought that was
3: so weird. So like you guys haven't been int- first of all not being intimate for a week. Not that threatening of a thing. Like, no. I wish that they were like, we haven't been intimate in a month. You know, yeah. that's a little longer. Um, I was gonna if, say that if was, not like, being intimate for duration. a week is a bad thing, then like no. I have weeks and weeks and weeks and years of my life that I really <laughs> need to work on getting back.
1: But some couples um, don't even see each other every week. Yeah, yeah. I know. So I, I didn't. I thought
3: that the stakes weren't high enough for that. Um, But I also thought it was just kind of bizarre that. So w- were they implying that he's been jerking off to the frat boy website? Because, and, and that's why he's not having sex with... I What I took it
1: as is that Blaine wasn't feeling a true connection with Kurt in the recent week. In that, mm-hmm. in that week. And in feeling that lack, he was transferring that energy into finding in- intimacy another yeah. way. And I guess it's through witnessing intimacy. Yeah. I was okay. going to say, or he, mm-hmm. or Blaine himself is
2: lacking the confidence to, like, be with Kurt. And he sees Kurt as this, like... New Yorker who has all the confidence in the world and he's still figuring himself out so he's just trying to, you
3: know. Right, but there's nothing that makes you feel like a bigger pile of poop than looking at people with perfect bodies like they try to pick for porn. So I I doubt that that really would be a confidence booster.
2: No, but I think it's 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 not dealing with the
0: problem. Yeah. Yeah. Him getting Mm -hmm. pleasure with no judgment in return. Right, okay. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. Sure, fine. But still, the stakes were just not high enough here for all they had to say was, Longer than a week, and it would have been like ooh, but
0: but I think one week get over it. This
3: this whole one of them could have been on their period.
1: So are we agreeing that they could have they could have made the same point without just saying like oh we caught you watching porn? Yeah, that's what
0: I mean. I I agree. agree. I agree that again I say no big deal. But I think this this (laughs) whole argument of being insecure and you know with each other, this whole thing was like I have to say really the most realistic. Uh, argument and adult and like what they're going through i was like so many people can touch upon this and i thought it was truly genuine
2: yeah i thought that tonight was all about getting these characters back to something relatable that yeah everybody can kind of mm-hmm. identify
3: with ups and downs in relationships yeah mm-hmm. absolutely and i i definitely agree with that i think that this is a relatable thing i think that everybody at some point feels I- inferior to a significant other um sometimes you feel superior i don't think that Kurt was feeling superior, which I think helps the situation. I think that he was just trying to help. Um, And I think the most important thing in a relationship is to remember that it's not always i mean it it never has to be one person rises while the other falls you mm-hmm. you can be as they say yeah, running the I, same race as opposed to running against each other and i well, liked
0: how they showed it during for glee this during through a homosexual couple because every time i see this kind of argument come up that i always see it between a male and a female it ends up being a
3: gender issue yeah and becomes a gender mm-hmm.
0: issue and that power struggle so i liked how glee touched upon it with two same uh, so, alpha males yeah, yeah, so right. you yeah.
1: and I, what i like about blaine and kurt as a couple is no matter what they're going through if they're one's feeling inferior and the other superior and they're having issues they actually face the problem together they talk right. about yeah. it that mm-hmm. the
3: problem was when they were it. they were passive about it at first which was the issue but when they mm-hmm. do start to talk about it they really can get on the same page yeah right. they're
2: one of the most supportive couples of each other i guess you can say like they're individuals and they're really trying to find themselves but they're I loved in that last scene, I think it was the last scene that they were together in tonight, that they were um, you know, really working it out between mm-hmm. them and, mm-hmm. and figuring out how to make it better.
0: Right. And the and the best line, no Oscar is worth that. I know that <laughs> I I literally
2: turned to Sarah and I was like, That's the best. But <laughs> so that great. being said, I think we should move on to Sam and Mercedes who um, this is a couple that <laughs> last week we talked about that they were on Fast Forward, and we continued to kind of see that tonight, that they are definitely – Sam was like, well, I can't marry you within a couple weeks. Like, they're definitely, like, very in love and trying to figure out what that next step is for them, and they're on two different – playing fields in that.
1: Well, even for that whole love thing, I, I think I turned to you while we are watching tonight. I said, wait, they love each other <laughs> already? And I know it, there's like a love and like affection that comes with someone you've known for so long since high school. But there's a difference with saying like in a relationship, I love you. Like mm-hmm. I am in love with you. I am romantically in love with you. And for that, on in that way of love, I was like, wait a second. This seems so, I, I guess force is not, is it, It doesn't seem like it fits. Too fast. It's too fast. I agree.
3: And uh, we've done the virginity thing. We did Mm -hmm. the virginity thing and then we did it again and then we've (laughs) done it every time. And so it's fine <laughs> if Mercedes wants to save herself till marriage, but I don't want to be a part of the decision. I don't want her to be with Sam. I don't care about them as a couple. There is no chemistry there. What he did, if, if it had been with somebody I cared about, what he did was so incredibly romantic and sweet. I wanted to sit there and be like, oh, but I sat there and I was like, I don't care. And I'm looking on social media and guess what? I am not the only one. No, I think that... Preach. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> come on, guys. That's how you really feel about this. <laughs> you know I'm a
2: sucker for the romantic moments on Glee. I- and so, that being said, like... I agree that this relationship seems very on fast forward, but I was like, oh, it's so sweet that he... I was still... I was still... I was in that moment. Thank I God was, for you because, like, <laughs> I mean, man, oh, man. I know. I And I get it. It was cheesy and a little forced tonight. I know we've said it in the past about that couple, but it's just one of those things where it, it just feels like it's too fast. I want them to build... Maybe build the friendship for a bit and then... See, because
1: I know they've known each other a while, but we haven't really seen them build their friendship. See, yeah. but I think they, I see the friendship, but that's all I see. I don't see, like, what more, like, romantic i did appreciate chemistry tonight. nuances happen between them that makes them
0: a couple. I'm, I'm starting to see the respect that Sam has for Mercedes. not oh, someone much yeah, love definitely. because we keep hearing all through tonight you know Mercedes is a virgin. She wants to wait. Yada da da. da. Mm-hmm. And then we see Sam like slowly progressively throughout the episode. He's starting to get on board. Like at first it's like well if we can't do it tonight can we do it next week. And then he going through going to church and then going through all those phases throughout this episode. And then ne- at the end of the episode finally, like if you want to wait. I'm there for you. Yeah,
3: but I thought the episode set it up so it would have made him look like a dick if he chose that he didn't oh, want to be with her. Yeah, I think and it would I be, that, right. I thought
0: they were going to go and, there. And
3: that's not dickish. Honestly, in my opinion, it's it's a thing. Like somebody who is saving themselves until marriage is to be respected. But it doesn't mean you have to be the person that they, that they're with. That they're and dating. I don't think it would have made right. Sam a bad person. And the way they were setting it up was oh, if he chose he... not to be with her, then he was an ass. He would have been mm-hmm. the most hated person on Twitter today. Right. For sure. And I don't yeah. think that's fair. I just think it's a different in, in lifestyle. You know, it's a different mm-hmm. choice. Well, I mean. And both both are fine choices. Well, we were talking about earlier that it's all about honesty. Like that's
2: what we saw with Curtin Blaine tonight, is being honest. And that's what eventually happened with this relationship was that it was honest whether or not he was going to stay with her or not he was like i need to
3: think this over and And mercedes was the only i mean the way the the show was was giving him no credit but mercedes was like take all the time you need Yeah. and i I just didn't uh, take
1: much time he didn't take much time i mean it's a
3: very very big decision to be with somebody you know is saving themselves. I'm not saying it's the wrong decision. I'm just Mm. saying it's a big decision. It's such a personal choice. Right. It
1: is. And I agree that honesty is so important in those instances. But I think with with Sam, maybe he doesn't know. He he thinks this is his personal truth. He thinks that he can maybe engage in a relationship without that part of the intimacy. But sometimes you don't know yourself and you have to figure it out the hard way. So he's going to commit to, I think I, he's going to commit I to this, but actually won't be able too. to follow
3: through. I worry about that. And the other thing I worry about is the fact that they joked about tonight getting married in two weeks, but I'm scared that they're going to use this as an excuse to get married because they're going to end up wanting to have sex with each other. Mm. Like, that's mm. ridiculous. No. Yeah. yeah. No. I'm, I'm just, I wish I could invest myself in this couple because honestly, they're the only couple on Glee right now that I do not like. You know, it's, it's not even like
2: dislike them. I think that that's, that's not even missing. It just feels like. If they gave it more time, it just was like, oh, they are living together, so they're going to date. Right.
1: Like, I'm just not invested mm-hmm. at all. Like, that, It's not it's, even... Yeah. It's it seems just, convenient. Like, they fell into each other's laps. Right. And exactly. then they fell
3: in love because yeah. they were sitting in the laps? Like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, but they
0: didn't do much but, sitting on each other's we're laps. We're seeing the... <laughs> pre- I, I,
3: I will give oh, it to... Muffin. You, oh, Muffin. Oh, Sarah. i will.
0: I will give it to Glee that we're slowly seeing the progression of a normal... Friendship of a normal relationship, friendship going into a relationship, (laughs) moving in together, then the decision to have sex together, then maybe the possibly the decision of having a marriage.
1: Let's put another wrench in this really quick. Go for it. I like, I liked the millisecond. Okay, so Rachel mentions to Mercedes that she thought she might have a little feeling for Sam. Right?
2: Yes. I thought
3: that was a really cool part of the episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I so think I,
2: we we mentioned that at one point. Yes. We said there was a real, real possibility, almost a thing, because almost they, a thing. Yeah.
1: See, but in that one moment when we flash back to that episode where Rachel and Sam looked at each other for that second and we speculated that something was going on, I have to say I felt much more chemistry in that one second with Rachel and Sam then this entire episode and last episode between yeah. mercedes and sam this is the yeah. thing with mercedes <laughs> okay. and sam is that th- i don't know that it's like yeah
2: it feels a little forced there's a definitely a chemistry issue there but it's just that i feel like they for, after this hiatus it just was like oh we're gonna fast forward and they're living together it is i understand what you're saying that there's like a there's a there's sequence. Progression. There's progression, but in a lot of ways, it feels like an almost backwards progression. Like, who moves in? Like, okay, we're friends. We move in together. Then we, like, then we're going to hook up. Like, it's right. just, it, there's, like, a really weird right. sequence to I it. know
3: that we're going to talk about this more in news and gossip, but even though it seems like cory monteith's death has no effect on mercedes and sam it has an effect on the entire show and where they went with it and the need to get everybody ryan murphy talks about it, the need to get everybody to new york to fast forward that so i i do understand that they were put in a crappy situation i mean to say ah. the least that that's like a whole, that's not a great way to put it but for lack of better words and they had to change a lot of things around last minute so I'm trying to cut them some slack especially because we have some amazing storylines going on but they got to nip this in the butt because uh, seriously people aren't loving it and uh, glee relationships were so obsessed with Uh, Kurt and Blaine, uh, Brittany and Tan you know, with these relationships that we love so much. I don't want one that I don't care about. I don't want them to have screen time, you know. I care about Sam. I care about Mercedes, but I don't care about them together. So when they're on screen, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. I just want them to be a little more organic. Like, I just wish that we could see
2: that progression a little more. It's not that I hate them or never want to see them on screen. It's just that I want... A progression of a relationship i don't want zero to 60 with them
3: right mm-hmm. my favorite part about that tonight though and you just briefly mentioned the conversation that we have with rachel and when she says that there was a brief moment between her and sam i probably my favorite moment of the night was when they talk about whether she's going to move on or not and she says you know there's from this finn. line between yeah from finn and there's this line between the past and the future and she just isn't ready to draw it yet. Yeah. Which I thought was a really, really great way of describing it. And I love when they address these issues head on. And it's even more eerie because she's obviously talking about herself. Yeah. She's yeah. talking about her character. She's talking about herself. And I, I do think that even if he was the one, maybe there is another the one. And yeah. maybe she will find him and maybe she won't on the show. We would like to think Um, that she would find him at some point. But I thought that it was Mm -hmm. really, really unique yeah. and great that they put that in there,
2: which is kind of a perfect teaser to in our news and gossip we'll be talking about things that are happening next season yeah there was a big interview with ryan murphy and we'll be talking all about it so. mm-hmm, absolutely that.
3: but she she was my favorite part of the sam mercedes storyline mm-hmm. which you know is is weird because uh, she's not really she's involved not yeah uh,
0: rachel though, but she was, was the she brought so much insight into uh, her experience Compared to a relationship that has really no experience, right? So I thought that was good how they really use Rachel for that,
2: Mm -hmm. and they're totally girlfriends. I know, so adorable. They're
1: they're only girlfriends in in a way. It's also another way of not drawing the line between Mercedes and Sam because that's they're just going with what they know. They haven't drawn the line from high school and are willing to explore the other options that might be out there in New York, right?
3: And she has a good point. If you can't say the word sex, maybe Mm. you shouldn't be having it.
2: Yeah,
0: that's all. <laughs> you to spell it out. That right. being
2: said, um, you should definitely tell us what you think of this episode. There's <laughs> Please, lots yeah. of uh, lots of things going on, lots of relationship drama. So you can rate and comment on iTunes or YouTube. We read them all. So definitely get on and tell us what you're thinking about. And we love hearing from you. I see all of your tweets and everything else. So comments are awesome. We yeah, love it. the <laughs> um And now...
3: Well, I was just gonna say something more, a oh. little, a little more positive about... Mercedes and Sam. Okay, was my the fact that I want to know what love is was amazing, and she so good. kicked butt singing it. So yeah, yeah. that
2: okay. was my favorite number of the night. But she
3: did sing it to the priest, preacher.
0: <laughs> or first, first. Yeah, was so
2: yeah. awkward the At placement first. of it. Yeah,
0: but but the, she sounded kick butt. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, how they transitioned her into that—you knew Mercedes was going to go out there and sing something. Mm-hmm. But the first, the fact that like the first twenty seconds of the song, she's singing straight straight to the like holding his the hand, the priest like yeah. that's not the one you're singing to yeah. go turn around turn like do a 180 and right. sing it to sam also that's the underlying
1: lead. message of like i'm trying to decide if i want to have sex or not in this church yeah, yeah. i
3: know
2: that was a little
1: strange though like yeah i was just like oh you this
2: placement of this song is strange right
3: i'm like if you... you close your eyes damn <laughs> yeah. and,
0: and also if just we like put this on a cd subtle... and play it later yeah. yeah but also the way she performed it, it was there was subtle gospel kind of of preaching in rather than just singing but like she was like belting very Mercedes, like you would in a church and i thought it was so Mm -hmm. well done yeah i I agree yeah the chorus was amazing
3: too just Mm -hmm. everything was pretty sweet about it so rachel and that song yeah good moments
2: we we agree (laughs) um that being said already had a rough night another rough Uh. night
3: I mean, <laughs> talk Poor about guy. putting things on fast forward. Who knew Artie was such a pimp?
2: No, I mean, that's what was kind of.
0: That it. was a surprise.
2: Yeah, because I thought that he was still kind of figuring things out and, and
3: didn't like. And
0: getting his backpack stolen and stuff. He wasn't like.
2: suddenly Ram. the it guy. Another one that we. That was what, three three episodes ago? All
3: of a sudden it's cool and artsy to be in a wheelchair. Yeah. yeah.
2: He was yeah, like, episodes it, ago. Okay, yeah. And he became the it guy uh, of his film school, which is awesome. Cool, but good for him.
0: Okay, yes, it's cool, great for him. But being a film student myself and going through film school, I'm like, that's so mm. not true. But maybe it is for some people. I can't speak for everyone, obviously. What's so not true? But, but like, I always categorized like film buff film nerds you know in, in school that like they tend to be on the nerdy side or a lot of us are cool sure but <laughs> but I, cool, I always Marissa. like i can always see like the nerdiness in a lot of the film majors and stuff so i find it really hard for arty for his character being somewhat of a nerd but and nerds
2: can fall in love too. Oh, they can. I'm, I'm not the, saying that. It was the people I, he was I, sleeping with I that I found war. it hard yeah, to believe that
0: he he was pretty much a pimp. Yeah. No,
1: but, but here's here's what I think it is though. When you're in high school, everybody's in their little pods, right? You're you're labeled nerd, film geek, artsy person, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Jock. When when jock. when you got into the real world, you get to that that pod becomes this huge aquarium of people who are just like you. And so when you are that and you're in this big aquarium of people just like you, you might be the cool guy in
3: that I mean, he, bigger yeah. pod or he's whatever. He's cute and his voice is freaking amazing. Awesome. Um, and we know he's directed some things and he's probably got some good films. It wasn't so much that he was doing well with the ladies that confused me as much as the ladies he was picking that confused me.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, I just had a hard time believing from going from last week's having no girls to this week right. having three girls – that's zero. Right.
3: Yeah. Are we gonna see more of Julie? Do we think?
0: I yeah. I think so
3: because mm. he seems to
2: be still going after her. When he was in the cafe with uh Kurt and Blaine, he was saying that like I'll do anything. Yeah, yeah. but I,
3: I don't blame Julie for thinking he's a freak because really, really. Yeah, yeah, who does yeah. That, that was on first a date. real bad first date. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would have was, left right then and there if I was Julie. Yeah, yeah. me too. Awkward. Yeah. And date. the thing is, yes, if uh, okay, if you have an STD. I, and you are about to be sexually active with somebody, you have to tell them. In my opinion, yeah. you you cannot yeah. di- knowingly thing give thing. somebody an yeah. STD. I think that that is a not irresponsible thing to do. Especially when you're not wearing protection. Right. But a couple of things I have to say. Number one, this is not HIV. This is not herpes. This is chlamydia, and it goes away when you take a pill.
0: Temporary.
3: It, it's temporary. So if you could just keep your dick in your pants for a little bit, you don't have to say anything to her because you don't have an STD anymore. I, N- not only that, but to be so presumptuous, to think that you are would be able to sleep with Julie, it just yeah, the On whole your thing, first oh, date. Yeah. I
2: appreciated the in fact the that... In the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. That
3: Julie was kind of the voice of reason. And she right. was like, I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm on a first date. Yeah. Like I feel like that is... But all the other people he's been out with on first dates apparently are jumping his bones. So he's just getting used to something and now he's realizing like oh some girls are not Slutty McSlut Slut. Oh, I or like forgot the one-
0: how girls are. Yeah, really. no, It was really like the one he was slut-shame. actually considering <laughs> <Sam>. being serious <laughs> with. Then he spilled it.
1: I that. love that part when he's like, I'm going to slut
2: shame you. Um, yeah, Sam's I mean, that, right?
3: I just uh. like the fact that he was identifying what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Sam's reactions, his facial expressions, we were dying for it. <laughs> yeah. um, so but it funny. is interesting. And I, I think Lee just like tried to brush over this, but it was funny. Artie says, I have no idea how I got it. Blaine says, did you wear a condom? Artie says, no. He says, that's probably how you got an STD. (laughs) Like... And then there was a little PSA for, you must always
0: wear condoms, you yeah. know?
3: Right. I, yeah, I mean, Glee did not go without the PSA tonight.
0: Yes. It was a very clear message in tonight's yeah. episode. I yes. mean, and I do actually like the way that Glee went with it, because having an STD can, can be very serious. And they still got the message out with a little bit of humor. And especially that's geared toward our audience, our demographic. I mean, it's geared towards everyone. But the way that they handled it, they still got the clear message across, be protected, tell... the tell whoever you might you know um interact with but the way they got it across was i thought pretty good i i
3: kind of agree but i also thought that it might be a little offensive to people out there who do have stds and are living with stds because it was i mean yes we were making fun and light and artie was wearing that std costume most of the time (laughs) and like everything he kept hearing stds but like they didn't really address living because this is one that can be cured and some of them aren't i don't know yeah just like i i I've, I, I kind of felt bad for some people yeah I mean, it's, it's
2: dicey territory to yeah end, definitely but hence I, the humor yeah right. i think they they were trying to handle it in what the glee way you know what i mean yeah and then but, they right. throw in that
3: one girl who's like oh i don't care it's fine and then the yeah. other girl is like i hate your guts
2: but it is definitely that area where it can get really
0: really dicey very, very quickly. But I liked yeah. how we got the two reactions from the girls. One's completely fine with it. One's completely not okay with it. And then one's the voice of reason. So we got, like, every side of how someone might react to That's something it, like that. It felt very
1: much like a cartoony yeah, way yeah. to deal with it.
0: I mean, I think if we're
3: if we're looking at STDs as STDs, then dealing with them cartoony is fine. But if we're looking at them as, like, legitimate diseases, which some of them are, I mean say that we were talking about a disease that people are more afraid of. Yeah. We mm-hmm. wouldn't really be able to poke fun at it.
2: No. It, yeah. That's what I mean is that they
3: went with one that I don't I don't it's, think. But it, it's I, dicey. It, you're right. Yeah, like, I don't. It's I don't not like I wanted them to sit there and, and, and cry about having herpes for 45 minutes you know. Yeah. But I also don't know that like anything is you know that you should be laughing at any disease
2: right. i'm not sure that that's an appropriate choice right. so it's a real there's, right. there's a feel real fine line that's there.
3: why i can't even i'm really surprised even though they I, they've touched upon some bizarre stuff i'm really surprised that they really went for it this episode i mean they called yeah. it tested yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that, they you really went for remember
1: it. in that beginning psa when they said get tested for stds or you will end up r.i.p yeah <laughs> i was like wow Wow. Yeah, oh.
0: that's how you're going to address this. Yeah. I mean, when uh, it's a statistic. But again, go, so, sorry, the, but that, that promo at the beginning, that kind of set the tone for how they were going to handle the situation later on through the episode mm-hmm. with yeah. some humor in it. But I, I think the
3: statistic is that 50% of people over the age of 30 have an STD. So, like... I think you probably pissed some people off with this.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that we'll be seeing that on
3: Twitter. (laughs) But they probably piss people off with every episode they do, so. I mean,
2: they're really going for it with the topics right now.
3: Oh, yeah. So, I'm sure
2: they're hearing about it, let's be honest. Good and bad. I think some people are probably really proud that they're going there, and others are probably really not satisfied with the way they're handling it. So, you will definitely have both sides of that. Yeah. Um, that being said some songs but, yeah yeah uh
0: i mean Artie's addicted to love going off mm-hmm. that yeah. really cool. the that was really cool that was
3: really cool song man i mean i just thought he did a kick butt job his voice is so good i said every time he sings i i'm like surprised over and over again yeah i really appreciated this song i don't think i loved it as an opening number oh see i thought it was cool i thought that just with the the girls popping up and stuff um i thought it was really cool
0: yeah i I liked how it was edited because we had a lot of split screens here and there yeah that was really fun in the editing and i felt that this song really reflected him as his character because he is a film major and i feel like a lot of film majors when they're editing projects and stuff they will do a lot of split screens yeah Mm -hmm. i being a film major we have to do a split screen on at least one project to get it out of our system it's like how do you tell the story that is Artie's way of how he would tell his own music video really cool Mm. thought yeah Absolutely,
2: yeah, i I again, I liked it as a individual piece. Did I like its placement in the episode? Maybe not, okay, yeah,
1: okay, okay, I thought it was fun. Good. okay
0: <laughs> fun <laughs> a good song yeah, was like yeah, I, I was in
2: the minority on that one. all right. um <laughs> so the final song of the night, which we only had four songs again, which felt too few. but let's wait a while, which is of course, a Janet Jackson song. Um,
3: it it fit it obviously fit what was going on, and maybe it's just my Mercedes Sam thing, but it was like <laughs> bizarre, and I felt just I was looking at Julie the whole time like yeah. you poor thing, and then she started singing <laughs> along, sing? and I was like what, and I, this is one of those for me that sounded good, but it was like it made my skin crawl.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I totally get it. I See, I like this song, too, Janet Jackson. You can't go wrong with her, but... Unless it, you have a nip was, slip
3: and then you're going wrong with
1: her. <laughs> but, or, um, or going right for some yeah, people. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just awkward because, A, yeah, Mercedes and Sam deliberating if they should have sex or not is a weird topic. B, like, Julie and Kurt... I'm uh, sorry, Julie and Artie... And that was right after their awkward table conversation about him thinking they were going to sleep together. Her saying like, "What the heck are you talking about?" And him with chlamydia on his mind. Like seven to was, ten days. Yeah, <laughs> seven
0: days. Like not a week. Seven to what, ten. What?
1: What
0: a weird.
2: What a weird. It, a weird it thing. was a strange moment. Again, yeah. I kind of agree with Roxy on this one that it it did. I liked it. Like, if I closed my eyes and listened to it, I thought it was perfectly fine. Yes. yes.
0: But that's not List- what a TV show listening <laughs> to it. It was good contextually. the The awkwardness of the situation was interesting. Mm-hmm. But I gotta say, I did think the the two comparisons of the two relationships going on in this number was interesting to watch. How um, we have one relationship with you know Sam and Mercedes. They've been together, and now considering the possibility of sex. And then we had this new budding relationship considering the possibility of sex just the two different how they're both comparing that yeah i right. thought it was kind of cool that's a good
3: point but i think that it pointed out to me even more the fact that i care about Artie and julie's relationship more than <laughs> sam and mercedes wow you, uh, <laughs> yeah i i'm I really not
1: an, yeah i have to agree yeah. um okay i i do like jan jackson but did you guys feel like this was just like kind of lulling you to
3: sleep at that
1: point yes was oh, yeah. slow
0: paced
3: yeah i was yeah. getting a little bored i know and i was just like <laughs> okay, i don't want to wait any longer <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> and also, like, just Julie's face, because she wasn't really singing with them. She was right. kind of just standing, no, 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 no. The, standing there staring at Artie. That's
0: exactly I what kept, I would do. Like, yeah. huh? <laughs> I just kept thinking, oh, you poor girl. Yeah,
3: I know. <laughs> you have know. to endure
0: this on your first date. Yeah. Oh. And not only is he like this, but clearly his friends are like this, too. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then, right. so, Julie's, uh, what she said to Artie after that was completely justified. Oh, yeah. After this number. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, it was just so perfect kind of that i'm really interested to see where that relationship goes yep. so are you ready for some news and gossip yeah yep. i think we got some yeah. good ones today yeah after Buzz tv news so do you want the news or the gossip first uh news hard facts hit it with <laughs> right so uh ryan murphy i mentioned earlier did a big interview with vulture talking about um kind of the rest of this season and into season six of Glee. Mm-hmm. And he said the big idea, the big plan of what the series was going to be and how it was going to end radically changed with Corey's passing, which is something we've talked about repeatedly on our show. And so he he knows that the season, the final season, won't necessarily be entirely in New York. Right. So that's fact one, okay. which I think is really interesting. We've seen Blaine and Sam and Artie and Mercedes all move there and... We all kind of assumed that that was what season six was going to be. We talked right. about, like, this is it now. They're in mm-hmm. New York. Right. And so he doesn't really mention where they're going, but that it it's the final season is really its own story, its own location. Well, the New York stuff will be alive, the final season is not New York-centric at all. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, interesting. Which, which has
3: to leave us to believe
2: that we're partially mm-hmm. going back to McKinley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... I think so. Um, And then there's a possible time jump for next season. So we're going to see in the final few episodes of this season that Rachel, of course, makes her Broadway debut. And we're going to see, is it a success? Is it a flop? What happens? We've all had our predictions about that. Um, But... It, but it's what, I guess, there's going to be a final moment between these characters this season, and next season we'll deal with the aftermath of that. What that moment is, obviously, still a big question. Mm-hmm. So do we think flop, not a flop, what's going to
3: happen? Uh, the fact that it's, uh, I know that he was talking about how originally she was going to thrive in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she might still do that, mm-hmm. but, so I do think it will be okay.
2: Yeah, and, um, Kurt, we, we mentioned this as, like, a piece of gossip. Maybe, I feel like it was last season, maybe the beginning of this year, that he might go to Russia. Yeah. And that is still, um, on the table, because Ryan Murphy did not deny it. Hmm. So,
1: something.
3: Far-fetched. Because something about gay rights activists, yeah, Russia, no. yeah. Far- yeah, I
1: was like, but Russia. I guess we'll Blaine go with him is the question.
3: Yeah, far-fetched and kind of. So we're not New York-centric, we're Russia-centric?
1: I don't know, but. International.
2: Let's
3: all
1: know that
2: this film's mostly at Paramount.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Right. They're Um, really good at building stages. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
2: Um, so the final season also, we mentioned that they're, they reduced down this season by two episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was last week. And next year will be 24 episodes and they're actually tacking on those Two episodes that they're taking away this season onto next season, which Good. means not as many hiatuses.
0: Yeah, yeah. so that's going to be exciting. Good. That's
2: a full season, and I feel like we've that's been a minute. We need it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, you can't rip us out of like two episodes. Come yeah. On.
2: So I know, <laughs> and yeah. we this was we've kind of assumed for a while, but the number of series regulars will go down. We kind of the McKinley crew that we added. um, won't be as prominent or around. Um, He says, uh, Ryan Murphy says, at one point I felt like it was a cast of thousands. The Lima stories were always supposed to be seen through um, Corey's character Finn, and that didn't work. We had to punt for a little uh, bit. Once we got our bearings back, the idea is let's concentrate on the six people we know and love. Yeah. Hmm. So I think that that's one of the smarter moves. Right, absolutely.
3: He did mention, though, uh, sorry if you're about to say this that we will see those K- McKinley characters at some point this season though before They're going to can... tie the yeah. tie it up. Yeah. yeah. So, mean... so we're not completely ditching them all together. Yeah. Thank and gosh. I think
0: that's good because if you are if we were them, you know, being part of a, an original cast and joining that kind of ensemble, but then like being left again. They feel ousted, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, uh, right. no, we're going to go with the original people. I can understand they might, right. like, have the reason to bring them back and have them the proper closure.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I, lo- I think a lot of the Gleeks, a lot of the fans did get attached to the new McKinley kids and yeah. to to not at least say goodbye to them. And the love triangle between
3: Jake and Ryder and Marley, yeah. which is like...
2: Yeah. I, I'm i glad they're tying that up. But They are Gleeks. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so they're um, yeah, and they're kind of tying up those storylines, which is great. But they say that the Glee Club itself won't be making some big comeback. It's mm-hmm. um, he says you might see it in a nostalgic way, but not in a way that we've seen it in right. the past. Um, and the writers still aren't sure, which is what something we talked about earlier tonight, whether or not Rachel will date again. So that character and the writers seem to be. Hmm. Uh, relaying the same message, I guess you could say. Um, right. Yeah. And he
3: even said that, that they co- that they look to Leah Michelle a lot and ask her opinion on where her character should go, which yeah. is really cool.
2: Yeah. She has always been so great and sensitive and wise about how to handle this stuff. So yeah. I think she's really been kind of the guiding light in all of this. Since and what Corey's she feels past. comfortable with yeah. and what
3: she thinks is right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then finally, uh, the Glee ending will be about now because the original plan was, of course, to have it be about Rachel and Finn. Um, now that that's not possible, uh, Ryan Murphy claims that it'll be about Rachel and Mr. Shue. He yeah. says it returns them to their origins, how they felt about each other, and when they were all much younger and
0: everything was idyllic.
3: That's referring to the actual final scene in the final
0: episode. Exactly is, is what yes. they believe. Yeah, cause yeah. Ryan Murphy did say that, like, he already had a vision planned out for the very end mm-hmm. of the last episode, but that obviously changed with Corey now out of the, the picture. Right. So. as life changes. As yeah. As, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: It was going to be her coming
3: home to the choir room with Finn there. Yeah, yeah. 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 like um, he had it already. Mm-hmm. That they both had succeeded in their own yeah. worlds and then could join together, yeah. And yeah.
2: even as they're focusing on all these original characters, Ryan Murphy does want everyone to know that any character who's been on the show who wants to come back for that final episode is more than welcome to be there. So that, I'm sure it will be amazing. Yeah. I'm oh so excited.
3: God. I think the entire final season is just going to kick freaking butt. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like he has a great plan. Yeah. And when Ryan Very Murphy, bittersweet love. We're going to be crying. <laughs> I,
2: every know. I know. Yeah. Don't leave. Us. So some, are you ready for some gossip? Yeah. So, Naya Rivera um, and Big Sean uh, got engaged earlier this year, or I guess in 2013, and uh, they have actually split. She's been seen on the Glee set without her engagement ring, and um, it's been kind of covered that um, there's been lots of rumors and hearsay about what's going on between them, but what we can know for sure is that she's not wearing her engagement ring Yeah,
3: anymore. and his reps are saying that he was the one who called it off. Yes. I don't think her reps have said yet yeah, what happened, but yeah. that that's gossip because I don't know what happened.
2: Yeah, exactly. So... But wishing her the best, wishing him the best to everybody, that's always yeah. tough to yeah. go through, especially in the public eye. Um, and then on a much happier news, I feel like we can end that Diana Agron is now dating someone new. Good re- luck
3: to you right now.
2: I know. <laughs> um, so they were seen at Coachella and I hope I'm not butchering his name. It's Thomas Croquel. Croquel? Yeah. Croquel. They're both Cro-c-
1: very good looking people. Yeah. Those two. Uh,
3: yeah. Uh, he's also an actor. Clearly, he's up and coming because he just mm-hmm. filmed something with Anthony Hopkins. So good yeah, for you, baby. Um, I'm not familiar with his work, but he sure is cute. Yeah, and they they're
2: adorable it. together. So hopefully, that relationship will.
3: You make out. You suck face at Coachella. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very cute together. So Too bad um, I Actually, you didn't see it because you were there. Actually yeah, there. I
2: was there. Yeah, they were seen at the McDonald's party. So I should have said I saw it.
0: <laughs> yeah, should have. No, we would have believed you. Uh,
3: <laughs> predictions. Um. well we're getting we're getting some of our va- like Matthew and Jane they're coming and, and visiting and yeah. that's cool because yeah. um, I S- yeah Will and S- <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why with the older people on the show I just think of them as who they are but I'm excited for that because gosh I miss them mm-hmm. I yeah they're just so much fun and I just I miss
2: having that relationship and the mentors
0: I think that that's right. like what's been a little and, bit tough. And. and if you think about it it's only been two episodes th- that we haven't really seen them but how much they affected the show and the characters is just like bring them back we need right. them. Right and I, obviously
3: my prediction is that they are coming on to see Rachel's show that's the why only. they're coming to New York right. so that's cool that they're still there as a support system shocked that Sue's coming there for that reason she's probably going to make up an excuse why she's coming but that's really it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we get a piece of
1: McKinley coming next week with those two going yeah. to be on the episode. Mm-hmm.
3: And I really, really
2: want Rachel to succeed on Broadway. You I do. I fear that she's not going to, but I want her to.
1: I think she will. I predict that she will. I think she's gonna have a lot of pre stage jitters as you as we kind of saw through the previews, like she's gonna be going through it leading up to the sh- premiere night. Mm -hmm. But I think she's actually gonna show up and and do a really good job. I just
2: want her to have a big
3: moment, like to feel the success and the hard work. Like all of it pay off. I think it might flop though at first because of what happened with Niata, but then I think she will build and grow, but it just because of how she dealt with Niata, I don't know how this is going to Yeah, be.
0: I think they'll probably touch back with that story because we, we see her drop Nyada, but we didn't really see the aftermath of that, so I think we'll get that in next week's episode. I think it's because Rachel's such a talented performer, and she has an amazing talent just singing-wise. I think maybe the, the Broadway show might flap in some way, whether it be financial or people just didn't like it, the reviews were terrible. But her as a person, I think someone else might see her talent and put her in another show. Hmm. For the future. That's a good prediction, prediction. yeah. I like it. Mm. Um, any others?
2: Girls? No? No. no. Alright, well we'll just have to wait till next week. Thank you so much for watching and hanging out with us. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and
1: Instagram at Stephanie Wenger. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Sarah TV. And you can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. You can find me on Twitter at Sarah with an H Mendoza. Awesome! See you guys next week.